Hello and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm your host, Tessa Cheshire, and this is this is the one that I've been waiting for because I get to talk about my favorite show probably in existence ever, uh, which is embarrassing to admit, but also cringe culture is dead. Glee. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Alana. Alana Bowers, if you want to know my last name. <laughs> Alana is... Um, as we'll come to nobody's surprise, also in the theater department. Um, most of the people <laughs> who are on this podcast, I think I've had one person who was not in the theater department on this podcast. So. Yeah, who was that? Uh, she was a TikToker who I emailed and asked if she wanted to be on it, and she said yes. Oh. And it was very fun. She was very nice. Um, but every person that I actually know who has been on it, theater major. Which makes sense, because theater. Theater. I'm, yeah. That's Obviously. one of my majors. Yeah, which is just fun. So it is fun. Whatever. Also, Glee is, like, the backbone of theater. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, a fun fact about me is that when I was getting ready to leave Albuquerque and come here for school, I was like, I'm not going to talk about Glee. I'm not going to make it my personality. I don't want people to know I'm a Gleek. Mm-hmm. And then I got the Glee cast as my top artist on Spotify in 2021. No. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. No. I wish I was. Okay, well, I, I watched it way too many times. I've seen that show more times than I can count. Yeah, I think I've seen it. I've tried counting. I think I've seen it 13 times all the way through. Wow. I think. I, I, I don't think I could count, but there is an episode of Glee, like a specific episode that I know I have seen... 127 times. Wait, which one is that one? Asian F. It's the no. only episode where Mike Chang gets an A plot. And he's my favorite character. That's true. He's underrated. He, I mean, so. it's, it's, it's racism. That's one of my, my main uh, things I actually wanted to talk about is how Glee mistreated their Asian characters so much. Yes. I love, we'll get to that later because we'll be positive at first. But, oh boy. There's a whole bunch of stuff that ryan murphy did that i'll like, just mm. i'll just say the two asian main characters in the show have the same last name they're they not related they're tina cohen chang and mike chang oh my god you're right they're not the same ethnicity they're not related they're oh that's messed up yeah i didn't even realize that yeah huh. and yeah anyways um we'll get to that in a little bit first we're just gonna we're gonna be positive yeah about glee because i do I think that people nowadays fail to recognize that you can look at the negatives of something and also the positives. Because even though Glee has a lot of things wrong with it, it also was like revolutionary. Yes. And like, even though the representation was hit or miss a lot of the time, it also, it had, the hits were huge. And it did stuff for representation that was, like, never done before. Yeah, like Brittany and Santana. Yeah. Or even, you know, Kurt and Blaine. Yeah. There were, those two couples were representation that was not seen in a way that was relatively well done. For 2013, they did rel they did pretty good. There yeah. were some moments where I was like, eh, okay, like, that's not great, but, yeah. you know. I mean... For the fact that they have two main queer couples, both of which have a person of color in the couple, both of which one of the actors was queer. 
Yes. Um, that's huge. Especially, even now, that's huge. Yeah, and they both got married. Yeah. In the show. In not the show. in real life. No. But, you know. Darren Chris is straight, which oh. doesn't feel real to me. No. Um, I don't believe in speculating on real people's sexualities, but I was surprised when I realized Darren Chris was a straight man. Me as well. I thought he was at least, I thought he was bi for straight. a long time. He's straight. It's, which doesn't. Which also, is fine. It's fine. Straight. You're allowed to be straight. Straight people listening to this, you go. Yeah. Go you. I'm going to be honest. Uh, people in my life, I don't have many, like, straight friends. Me neither. Also, theater community. Yeah. We are all some sort of queer, which is great. Yeah. And I love that. So Really, I'm, I'm not surrounded by very many straight people unless I'm, like, back home in Albuquerque. Yeah. Because, like... My sisters are both straight, and, like, my best friend from high school is straight, and my, like, childhood best friend is straight. And those are really the only people that I frequently spend time with when I'm back in Albuquerque. Yeah. So I'm just, like, surrounded by straights. But then I come to school, and I'm, like, surrounded by queer people. Yeah. See, I'm from California, so, like, all of my friends, all the way up from, like, late elementary school through high school, we're all queer. All of them. I don't think, like, other than, like, my church friends, they were all gay. <laughs> I had queer friends, but not, like, a lot of them. Um, and I'm not really friends with most of them anymore from, same actually. like, elementary and high school. Um, but it was cool watching a show like Glee when I was in middle school and high school and college. <laughs> and college, of <laughs> and course. And seeing characters that felt like accurate representation of my experiences in my life. Yeah. As a queer person. Like I was in a show lie. choir. Really? Only a freshman year because I hated it. And I dropped out of the class um, for the following years. But I did do show choir my freshman year of high school. Um, we did a David Bowie-inspired set. And... It was not like Glee. Seriously? No, it was very, very clicky. Mm. So I had, like, no friends. And I was just miserable. And also, the one thing they got right, the teacher, wasn't a fan of my show choir teacher. Not a fan of Will Schuster. No, that seems that seems correct. That man deserved prison time. Agreed. Will Schuster, not my, not my show choir teacher. Okay. She, Maybe. She wasn't a great teacher, but, like, she wasn't, like, e evil, you know? Yeah, like, he, she wasn't, like, predatory like yeah, Will no. Schuster. No, she just blamed her students for her divorce. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she did it for a year, which was my freshman year, and then she quit. And then the show choir was actually dissolved the following year. Um, but she, like, got divorced and blamed the, uh, our show choir was named Gold Rush. She blamed Gold Rush for her divorce dude i mean it probably like, took up a lot of her time yeah but, but like, like we're high schoolers we're not like actively trying to break up your marriage we don't even know your husband exactly like it was your fault yeah you chose this yeah yeah it was something which i mean same with will he chose show choir over his wife wait I didn't make that connection until <laughs> yeah. just now. Whoa. Which, I mean, granted, she was crazy. But Terry was insane. Yes. 
And although my one of my problematic faves, I hate her, but she was entertaining to watch. She was, except when she was like, she cornered Quinn Fabray. Oh yeah, and was like, "Give me your baby." Yeah, that was horrifying. Yeah. Um. Quinn is one of my Quinn Fabray was my sexual awakening. Yes, thank you. She is literally I so how I realized I liked girls. Um, and I'm proud of that fact. That and when um, I'm pretty sure Santana and Quinn kissed. They kissed, right? Oh, yeah. They had yeah. sex. You're right. Yeah. No, that moment, that moment sealed it all. And then Santana and Brittany, obviously. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, yeah. But well, when, and I, my, who's your favorite Glee couple? Oh, God. Like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but it's probably Kurt and Blaine, because I do love them. I'm I'm a Sam Sadie's girly. No, I didn't like them together. You didn't like <laughs> Sam and Mercedes together? No, but I felt like Sam didn't belong with anyone. No, they were perfect for each other. Really? Yes. Because I feel like Mercedes needed someone who, like, matched her energy. He matched her energy. And when she, He's like... so much of a bottom. <gasps> He's a bottom. Well, yeah, but Mercedes also, like, yeah. she, could, she would peg him when they were ready to have sex. No, you're right. But also, like, I loved the storyline where she was not ready to have sex. And Sam, somebody who was previously very sexually active, mm-hmm. was totally okay with that. And was like, being with you is worth not having sex. I watched that, and as an asexual, uh, before I knew I was ace, but, like, as someone who was ace watching that, I was like, Maybe there is hope for me. Yeah. Finding someone who will, you know. It's human decency. Yeah. And he had that, like, every single character had, like, toxic flaws, but he felt the most human to me because he Sam actually. Sam is my, one of my, Sam and Mike are my favorite characters. Yes. And Mike um, is so underrated. I, have I, I don't think I've, have I told you my insane Harry Shem Jr. story? No. So he was doing this convention, like, actually it was like almost exactly a year ago because it was like Thanksgiving break last uh, year. And we got, like, he was doing like an online convention. And we, you guys, you remember we got like the COVID money? Yeah. I used that money to buy a meet and greet with him. It was like $115. No. And the meet and greet was on, like, the Sunday before we went back to classes. I was supposed to fly back that day. I changed my flight to fly back to Cedar on Saturday so that I could do the meet and greet with Harry Shum Jr. for two minutes on Zoom. And he was so nice. And he told me that he was proud of me. And it made me feel so good about myself. And I thanked him for being, like, positive. Um, Did you ever watch Shadowhunters? No. Okay, well, he played a bisexual character on it, and I I thanked him for being, like, positive, contributing to positive bisexual and Asian representation because as someone who was raised to deny both my Asian-ness and my bi-ness, seeing a character who was, like, proud of both of those things but also was so much more was, like, world-shattering for me, but in a good way. Yeah, he's great. He And he's so talented. I know. Have you seen, like, Everything Everywhere all at once? I haven't, and I it's on my list it's of things so to do. good. You should just come over and watch it with me. You know what? I will. Because well, I want to plans. I want to watch it again. I've seen it. I saw it in theaters twice. I've seen clips of it, and I'm like, wow, that looks it's so good. And he's a small part in it. Gorgeous. But, and he, I mean, here's the thing. He was in Shadowhunters. Terrible show. 
mediocre writing at best. He was so good in it. Like his scenes, uh, and he and a lot of the actors were also really mediocre, but he and Matthew Daddario, who played his character's love interest, were both really solid the whole time. And their scenes, I think, were the best written. They won a GLAAD award, um, like, for that relationship. Really? Yeah. Um, but he was, like, he was so good in that show. He won a People's Choice Award for that show. You know that makes As sense. a write-in candidate, which is insane. He wasn't nominated, and he won. What the heck? You know, when people have fandoms, fandoms, they're oh, yeah. strong. Fandoms are strong. Yeah. And he, was in, he was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Very briefly, but that. it counts. Um, I love him. I love that man. He deserves everything good in the world. Yeah. And Glee underutilized him so much. Yeah. Um, did you know that he was main cast in season four, but he was only in eight episodes? And in those eight episodes, he only had dialogue in five of them. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't surprise me because they just, they didn't use him. Yeah. Also, he was, why. he was in every single episode of season two, but he was billed as recurring. Why did they not? Here's the thing. Yeah. I love Brittany and Santana. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved Naya Rivera. Love Heather Morris. The, the two of them and Harry, and then also the actor who played Matt, but he chose to leave, so it's different. But they all entered the show at the same level. They should have all progressed at the same level. Agreed. When Naya and Heather were promoted to main cast, Harry should have also been promoted. Yes. And it's ridiculous that he was not. Yeah, but also I'm sure that they didn't because of the cost of the show. And I'm sure they just wanted to keep his pay lower because yeah. of like, they're like, but they're like, oh, we have two people him? of color and one white actor. We're going to promote the white one, mm-hmm. one of the people of color, not the other one. Yeah, which I love Heather and she's like amazing and she's very talented. Yes. But also, he deserved it too. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like. It's just a sprinkle a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and it's the fact that they didn't promote him, but they still had him in every single episode. Yeah. Which is stupid, but. Like, I'm sure he still made bank on that show. I hope he did. If he didn't. And if he didn't, he's done enough since then that he's probably, like, they're fine. His wife's also an actress who's, like, relatively successful. Like, did you ever watch Steven Universe? I watched bits. I've seen episodes. His wife was Peridot. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they're doing fine, I'm sure. But he deserved better. He really did, which Um, is unfortunate. It's also the fact that his character only got one A plot in the entire series, and the it was racist. Yes. Um, I I think Asian F genuinely, objectively, is one of the best episodes of the show. I think all of the storylines are really solid. Mm -hmm. I think that his storyline is the weakest of the ones in that episode, not because it's actually weak or he did a bad job with it, but because it was an episode called Asian F wherein he gets an A- minus on a chemistry test. Yeah. Which is stupid. I rewatched that episode yesterday because I do love that episode. Which, it's just a stereotype, but also, like, I don't know. I've heard, like, it's accurate, but then, like, families are different, you know? Yeah. And so... Well, and it's also the fact that they played into this stereotype in such a way that they were trying to defy the stereotype, I mm-hmm. think, so much that they played into it. Yeah. Um, which bothers me. 
Yes. And they also made his and Tina's relationship, even though Mike and Tina were one of my favorite couples, I think they had some of the healthiest communication of any Glee couple. They were dating for the longest consecutive time of any Glee couple. All of the other ones had, like, breakups intermittently, even if they, like, overall dated for longer. Yeah. Mike and Tina dated for the longest consecutive amount of time. Which they didn't even focus on. No. And also their breakup was off screen, which is so stupid. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they break up off screen between seasons three and four. And then like three episodes later, there's an episode called The Breakup. They could have very easy. Here's my 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 hot take about that episode. It is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking, but really good. They should have taken out the Will and Emma plot line and replaced oh, them with Mike and Tina. Yeah. But like the I didn't care. They don't even break up in that episode. Like they're having relationship trouble, but they don't they don't break up. Move their relationship troubles to another episode. Put Mike and Tina's breakup into that episode so that the Asian couple actually gets tension and gets highlighted. Yeah, and then people are like, oh my gosh. And also they tease them getting back together so many times and never deliver on it. Nope. And they make, like, Tina's like, oh, we need to go to Asian couple. No, Mike says we need to go to Asian couples therapy. And Tina's like, why does the couples therapy have to be Asian? That's what I want to know, too. I want to know that. Why do we have to do that? Or they're like, Asian kiss? It's just a kiss. Ryan Murphy, I want to know what your thought process was. Ryan Murphy, I'm in your walls. Also, can we talk about um, Rachel Berry? Oof. I love, I love Leah Michelle. Hot take. I love Rachel Berry because she's such a toxic character. So it's like entertaining to watch her. I think she's a really entertaining character. Yes. She would drive me absolutely insane if she were, like, in the SCU theater department and I had to interact with her every day. I, I probably would want to throttle her. Yeah. It's a miracle she never got throttled on that show. Well, also, I feel like she would hate my guts just because she's like, oh, a girl that can, she's a soprano. I hate her. And then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, there's so many people in the SCU theater department who Rachel Berry would hate because we have so many talented people. Yes. Yeah. Also, I feel like she'd go after Zach, but that's my humble opinion. She would. Yeah. So. She would. A shout out for Zach. (laughs) We love Zach. Zach's great. That was random. I apologize. No, but you're right. She would go after Zach. Yeah. But Leah Michelle. She would go after so many of the. Oh, Yes, she'd probably go after Spencer, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yes. And it's like, don't do another blame. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't do don't, another blame. No, 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 no. <laughs> but no. yeah, Leah Michelle's audition was like one of, you know, like the no-nos of like audition oh, songs? Oh, yeah. She did On My Own. Uh-huh. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You have been on Broadway. You should know this. Yeah. Okay. Like, why? She's talented, and she sounded beautiful, yeah. but, like, why did she... S- I'm curious why she sang that song. Like, what was her motive? Yeah. I think Leah Michelle is wildly talented. Mm-hmm. I don't get the impression she is very pleasant to work with. I think she's changed a lot. Nor but a yeah. super pleasant person. I just... She, like, all of the stories of her on set of Glee... Yeah. That's rough. It is rough. Um... I do want to see her dance, though, because I've never seen her dance. No, she's not. I but she's, I don't think she is a dancer. Yeah, but I feel like being, a, like, a slight triple threat is, like, kind of well, needed. yeah. Granted, I'm not a dancer. but no, me like, neither. I'm a wannabe. I'm a mover. Yeah, I can move. 
You want me to shake my booty? I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Same. Yeah, I can shimmy. I can shimmy. I yeah. can. I can do. I can do a three-step turn. Yeah, I could do grapevines. I can do jazz square. Yeah. In tap, I could do. I could do a time step. Potaburay. Oh, Potaburay. Potaburay. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. I appreciate it, but yeah. So I'm curious. I don't know. I should look up videos of her dancing and be like, hmm. I felt like a lot of the times Rachel had like dance numbers. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So who knows? Um, also, the relationship with Corey Monteith was interesting. Yeah. I think that um, from what I've seen in like cast interviews and stuff, it really seems like he and she, I think it was mutual. They both like made each other better people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that honestly, I, and I don't want to make huge assumptions, but I, his death could be part of the reason she was really, really hard to work with in the later seasons. Mm, and yeah. I know that none of them particularly wanted to keep going after he passed away. Yeah. Um, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. But. And did you know that Diana Agron, so she wasn't in the, um, what's it called? She wasn't in the tribute episode mm-hmm. because they didn't let her know. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm sorry if I'm, like, taking you off track. No, no, no. I don't have really a plan. I, I don't really super go into these with plans. Great. I can just hop from, like, different seasons oh, yeah. and be like, here's season six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, season six. Gosh. When they go to New York City and they're, like, living in an apartment together... It doesn't feel like the same show after it, it had moments of feeling like the same show when they went to New York because there still was the Glee Club. But like halfway through season five, when Sam, Tina, Lane, and Artie graduate. Yes. And then they completely move over to New York. I was like, I feel like this is a spinoff series. It doesn't yeah. feel like I'm watching Glee. No, but um, I did like the new people. Like, oh my gosh, what's her name? Um, the girl who played Marley. She was in Supergirl. Oh, yeah. And she was on Broadway. Yeah. Um, I loved her. And I love Alex Newell. Mm -hmm. Love Alex Newell. I think that they are so talented. Incredible. Uh, Them in, oh, my gosh, Once on this Island? (gasps) Wanted to cry. I watched um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist with my parents. Really? And they were so good in that. (sighs) I need to watch that. That is also on my list. As you can tell, I don't watch a lot of movies, but... You know, I'm I watch a, a lot of Glee. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. Exactly. Do I you just have need a, a lot of musical do numbers. Do you have a favorite episode of Glee? Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think. I I like the Christmas episodes. Like, every single Christmas episode, oh, yeah. I eat it up. The Christmas Glee so covers good. are the ones I can get my sisters to listen to because yeah. my sisters are like, ew, I don't want to listen to a Glee cover. I want to listen to the original song. But they'll listen to, the like, the Christmas ones because, like... Every Christmas song is a cover. Yeah. Except, like, the original, but, like, everyone has a cover of, like, Baby, It's Cold Outside, you know? Yes. Wait, do you remember the episode where Kurt and Blaine, they break up, but before they break up, Blaine sings Teenage Dream on the piano. Yes! And That Kurt was a live knows. performance. That was a live performance. It was so In good. In the episode, it was unedited. That was actually Darren Chris. It makes sense. He's amazing. Not no auto tune. It wasn't the studio version because there is a studio version from like of that, yeah, of that version of the song. But in the episode, it's just Darren Chris's like 
raw vocals. Yeah. I that man is so talented. That's one of my favorite episodes. And the episode where Quinn comes out and she's like, she's goth with mm. pink hair. I love. Oh my God. Women. Yes. Women. I, I can quote with Asian the nose F. piercing. You can quote it. Oh yeah. I don't think there's a single episode. Probably, I can quote. probably like word for word, I could quote Asian F. We're gonna have to test this later. I'll test you later. We're not gonna test it right now. That'll take too long. But it's like. Because uh, the plot of the episode is like the student council election, because Brittany and Kurt are running against each other. Yep. And then Mike wants to get cast in West Side Story, but his dad doesn't want him to be in the arts. And he's arguing with Mike's arguing with Tina about it. Although the arguing really comes more into play in uh, Hold On to 16, but they are arguing a little bit. Um, Will and is trying to meet Emma's parents, who are crazy and racist and yeah. ableist. Um, Mercedes and Rachel are competing for Maria, which, like, neither of them should play that role. Neither no. of them are the right ethnicity. Yeah, well, also, high school shouldn't be doing West Side Story either. No. Why did they go from so. Rocky Horror <laughs> to West Side Story? Both shows a high school should not be doing. Okay, granted, Rocky Horror, what, like, it basically changed the game. I mean, I it was so good. That. that episode was so good. If I could do Rocky Horror one day... I would do it. As long as I'm playing Columbia, like put me as Columbia. Don't put me as Janet. Put me as Columbia. That's what I want. Give me a little tap jig. I could do that. Give me a little tap jig. <laughs> um, I feel like I could maybe play Janet. I just feel like she's boring. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I'm tired of playing boring characters, so... Give me substance, you know? You're so real for that. <laughs> right? It's just my typecast. It's literally like pretty girl with no substance. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll I don't it. even know. I've played the weirdest assortment of roles. I have no idea what my typecast is. Because hmm. I've played like the, I, I haven't done like a show show in a really long time because I've been doing mostly um, tech stuff. Um, yeah. And like also in high school, COVID shut down theater for like a year and a half. But I, like, the last time I was in a show show was, like, my sophomore year of high school. So, like, four years ago. Jeez, um, yeah. Because then after that, I, like, took a, I, I did, uh, I had an assistant directing internship at, at, like, a local theater company in Albuquerque. And then COVID shut everything down when I was, like, I was, like, rehearsing a show my junior year. <sighs> and then I didn't do anything my senior year. And I've been at SUU just, like. I've done a lot of, I've auditioned, but I've, like, also just done a lot of tech stuff. And I'm on, like, I do, like, the second studio stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was Cogsworth was the last role I played in Stop. Beauty and the Beast. That's so cute. It was one of my favorite parts I've ever played. Oh, my God. It was so fun. I think the last, I did Carrie. And I was Sue Snell. <gasps> That's a good role it for you. It was a good role. Um, I think I, I don't remember if I, I think I cried on like during like wow. the, the death scene it was a it was a good show at least i i had some pretty decent moments yeah, so, yeah. i i've done a lot of like i've played a, a couple villains which really? has been fun um some i've played some roles i should not have played as the ethnicity that i am agreed same but we don't need to get into that i'm not yeah. proud of it i was in middle school i didn't know any better I can't, I can't say the same about middle school, but I, I can say it about high school. And then mm. I, I've played the Cheshire cat. 
oh yeah which was really fun um and I I am confident that the only reason I got that role was because my last name is Cheshire which as you should like the director was like I hope you don't think I gave you this role because of your last name and I was like oh I definitely think you did but it's I the role I did. wanted so I don't care yeah like I'm fine with it I think I also uh in like eighth grade I think I played Cheshire as well but I had really I dyed my hair pink in eighth grade and it was super duper faded and it looked terrible so it like the costume was great everything else was great and then you look at my head and you're like what is going on with the rat's nest on top of her head I had um this is one of those roles that I should not have played I played Jafar in Aladdin that was Um, pretty cool which was really fun just as an Asian, white, you know, biracial person. Yeah. Not, why, they, that, we shouldn't have done that show. Yeah. There were what, almost entirely white people in that show. I was going to say, it's Utah, and I was like, you didn't grow up in Utah. But New Mexico has a lot of people of color, but not, not for right, Aladdin. Not for Aladdin. No. We have a really high, like, Latino population. West Side Story. <laughs> My school did West Side Story, and it was really confusing because our jets and our sharks were, like, completely mixed. And so there were some, like, white kids on the shark side, and there were some, like, people of color on the jet side, and it made no sense. But at my school, we had a really high um, Filipino rate, and so it was really interesting on how they casted it because Tony's, the Tony's I had were both one of them was filipino and one of them was hispanic and then the marias were white so it was very interesting (laughs) so like it made sense it didn't it didn't make sense yeah so yeah um high school shouldn't do west side story no and uh theater companies in new mexico that are primarily white should not do aladdin yeah or pocahontas no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. There's a show? Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It was bad. <laughs> okay. Back to Glee. Anyway. Um, uh, I, I also, I think, yeah, Glee. I think that was probably um, not my favorite one they did, but probably the best one they did from, like, a actually, like, if I were in the Glee universe going to see the shows, I would be like, I think I would, well, Rocky Horror got canceled, but I would be like, yeah, that makes sense that that got canceled. Yeah. And West Side Story, I probably would have gone and been like, why is Maria White and why is Tony Filipino? Yeah. What's happening? Um, and then Greece, I would have been like, okay, this makes sense. Yes. This casting actually makes sense. Yeah. And it was also impactful, especially like, I don't know like what our boundaries are with like what we talk about, but I think it's most impactful with Marley mm-hmm. and the whole scene with, oh my God, what's her name? Kitty. Kitty. I hated her. I hated her. I, I think post care. I think she had some of the best character development in the show, though. Yes, but in the beginning, I was like, I mean, yeah, oh, early Kitty, awful. Post character development, Kitty, love her. Yeah, and I think Becca Tobin did such a good job playing her. Yes. She's so talented. Because, like, when like when she talks in interviews, I'm like, she's, like, the sweetest person. Oh, yeah. And then, like, in the show, I'm like, you are an asshole. You're evil. Yeah. You literally tricked one of your classmates into an eating disorder. Yes. That is evil. Yeah. Like, straight up, that's not, like, 
morally gray. That's not like mean. That's evil. Yes. I genuinely think that it's evil. Yeah. And so that's why I think it was like the most impactful because I was like, oh my God, like one, bullies, which gets like a lot of talk in Glee, which is wonderful because I'm like, yes, this actually exists. But in this case, it was like, whoa, like people can actually impact like other people having eating disorders. Yeah. It's not just media. It's people. Yeah. Yeah. Which was crazy. So I love her. Well, and there's um, obviously I, I think that I mean, I don't I never liked Ryder. He was just boring to me, mm-hmm. but I like him even less now that we know that the actor who played him is an abuser. Yeah. Um, like that's, I feel, I mean, I'm so glad that she's out of that relationship and now has like a husband who she seems really happy and healthy with yeah. and has a baby with. She's incredible. Um, she's so talented. Yeah. But watching episodes with Ryder especially the ones with the writer and Marley, like, relationship buildup is really difficult for me. It's also, I'm not going to lie, it's so boring. I skip those episodes because I just, I'm like, there's no, like, there's nothing there. It felt like they had no chemistry at all. So I was like, eh, okay. (laughs) Which is so weird considering they were, like, together in real life. Yeah. But it was very odd. Um, Also... Puck's um, brother. What's his name? Jake. 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 I did like Jake more. I liked more. Jake. Also vocally, I liked Jake I think more. he was honestly one of the most talented people in the whole cast. Yes. Because he was one of the ones who was like a genuine, genuine triple threat. He was a great dancer. He had a really great voice and he was a good actor. Yeah. And I feel like he had moments where he got the like spotlight that he needed, but I feel like he didn't get as much as he probably should have. So. It's because he was black. <sighs> Freaking, it, it comes back to that because genuinely, of Ryan Murphy. Genuinely, Glee sidelined the people of color characters so much. Tina mm-hmm. only had one solo in all of season three, and it was when she was dreaming she was Rachel Berry. Yes. Which infuriates me. It's, it's ridiculous. Also, Tina was the most physically abused character of any character. Twice in the run of this show, she hits her head or gets hit in the head so badly that she has a dream sequence. Yeah. Or um, what's the, the episode with, like, they go to the dentist? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. The dream sequences for that were great, but also, like, what, who, who was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah. Well, and then there's the fact that Darren Chris is half Filipino, and the show just completely ignored it yeah they're like he's white and it it really felt like a complete erasure of part of his identity because he looks white on the surface level Mm -hmm. but he is half filipino and that like he's talked about it is an important part of his identity and his like culture yeah and glee like matt bomer played his brother matt bomer so i love matt bomer yeah matt bomer is a white man (laughs) It made no sense. Darren Chris is half Filipino. Yeah. He is Asian. <sighs> Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just that Mike and Tina were constantly sidelined into yeah. just being the Asian one. Well, a lot of the couples other than 
Rachel Berry and oh my god, what's his name? Finn. Yes, Finn. I was gonna say Corey Monteith, but then I was like, that's him. That's a, a person. Um, Rachel Berry and Finn, their relationship was like, sure they had drama and stuff, but like, couldn't like Kurt and Blaine and Santana and Brittany and literally just any of the other couples actually have something good for them? Yeah. Because it seemed like they always had something wrong going on. Yeah. Okay, I wrote a speech for my content 10 class mm-hmm. uh, last year about Asian representation in, like, American media. Yeah. And... um. I talked about Glee. Uh, Harry Shum Jr. and Jenna Ushkowitz said that they were uncomfortable with a lot of the jokes mm-hmm. that were like about, but they it was their job and they were getting paid and they didn't want to lose their jobs, especially Harry, mm-hmm. because he wasn't even main cast when a lot of these jokes happened. Yeah. Because they didn't promote him for whatever reason. Also, they're coming out with a podcast where they're spilling everything the that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. Because I was watching a different podcast. I don't remember what exactly it was, but they were on, oh my gosh. They were on another podcast and they were talking about Glee. And I think I've watched it like three times just to like take it all in because of the things that actually happened on set and like yeah, all that. Oh God. It's probably the most like toxic environment. Yeah. Well, it's no, they're like all, that cast, I wonder that cast is so close. They're all like trauma bonded with each other. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. And I mean, I love that they're all so close and like can support each other when like things are rough, but mm-hmm. they're trauma bonded. Which is not healthy. No, I'm trauma bonded with my sisters. Love my sisters. It's not super healthy that we're trauma bonded. I think a lot of people in our theater community or in theater community in general. Oh, yeah. A lot of traumatic things happen, and so we're all pretty much trauma-bonded, which is why our community is so, like, in quotes, tight-knit. Yeah. So, you know. And I think there's also, one of the things that was also represented in Glee was the clickiness that comes with performing arts and theater communities. Even though, like, in Glee, the entire New Directions were the click but like there's the episode where marley just like starts being invited to sit with them and they're all being assholes about her mom yeah i'm like also with her mom like all of the jokes were about like her weight and stuff the amount of fat phobia that happens in glee is ridiculous insane yeah and biphobia and biphobia like what is that it's crazy yeah I'm like, bisexual people do exist, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, like, uh, Brittany was generally really good by representation, mm-hmm. but she also says she's half lesbian, and that's not... <laughs> bi is not half gay, half straight. Yeah, but also it was 2013, and I don't think people understood what bisexuality was. Yeah, I think that was probably the best way to explain that. Yeah. But, like... I'm half lesbian, Apparently. Yeah. We're both half lesbian. Hey. Um, for the people listening at home, we just shook hands. I'm like three-fourths lesbian. Mm. I'm a little bit more than that. <laughs> but it's fine. You're like mostly lesbian and then there's Zach. Yeah, there's the 1%. And it's Zach. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> After that, it's just like women are 
amazing. I'm, I am currently so. having the am I actually a lesbian sexuality crisis, but I've been having yes. it for like two years. So I'm kind of also pretending I'm not having it. Yeah. Well, for years, I actually identified with being a lesbian because one time I dated this guy and I he like kissed me and I literally wanted to vomit. It like we kissed and I was like, I need to run home. Like I need to get out of this situation because <laughs> he made me want to vomit. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And then I met Zach and I was like, oh, he doesn't want to make me mm, interesting. So it was a very hmm, it's a very interesting dynamic. So I don't know. Yeah. Santana's coming out episode. Oh, my God. I love that episode. However, I think it's absolutely bullshit that Finn sings a slowed down cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun and is forgiven for outing her. Yes. Oh, my God. And why was Rachel singing I Kissed a Girl with her? That should have been Santana's song. Yeah. Or like if you have to have her sing it with someone, Brittany or Tina. I would have accepted Tina because you know what? Tina literally sang I Kissed a Girl for her Glee Club audition. That's not a straight woman. Which I mean, duh. Obviously, I she thought she was for a lesbian. It, in the beginning, I thought she was oh, a yeah. lesbian. Mike and Tina like, are bi for bi, I believe. Oh, I agree. They're both bisexual. I, this is probably, like, not great of me, but I think that every single character has some sort, except for Puck and Finn and, like, a couple other chosen characters. I think Rachel Berry has some very lesbian tendencies. Rachel needed to kiss Quinn for Bray. Yeah. Like, it's already... That was a thing that people... For Barry. Yeah. And I agreed. Oh, yeah. I think they needed a kiss at least once. Yeah. And then be They like, didn't need to, like, end up together or anything. No. They just need to kiss. Because, you know, like, when Blaine and... Um, when Blaine and Rachel Barry kissed, and then he was like, uh, no. I'm gay. I'm, I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm really gay. I do think it would be... It's really funny that that happened to Rachel. Yeah. I think, it, I think it was needed. It was so needed. Deserved. Oh, God. I was a man's gay awakening. Yeah. Girl. Wait, were you? That's not something to be proud of. No. Oh, okay. But it's not something to be proud yeah. of. I wasn't. I I don't think I was ever in that position, but I also the, only dated women for the most part. The position I've been in is the uh, Tina position of having a crush on a gay man, but I didn't know he was gay like Tina did. And I think that might have been my subconscious, like, not being ready to accept that I liked women. So I chose, because, like, looking back, how did I not know he was gay? Mm-hmm. I think my subconscious was like, that's a homosexual. I'm going to have feelings for him because it's never going to happen. Exactly. And like, I don't have to think about the fact that I am attracted to women. Yeah. And then you could just avoid it at yeah. all costs. Yeah. So you're like, I like this person. I'm going to keep liking this person. And I don't have to deal with everything else. Yeah, but no, be then fine. he was homosexual. Yeah. That happened to me like twice. I don't think I've ever had like a, in quotes, crush on someone who's gay. At least like a gay man, I don't think. I don't know. I've had like what I thought, like when men would be like, I like you. I'm like, ooh, do I? I think I like you. But then it just turned out I just wanted to be friends with them. And yeah. I also like definitely looking back had crushes on some of my female like friends. I'd be like, yeah. I understand why all the boys in class think she's pretty. I kissed all of my friends in high school. All of them. Like my group of friends, I I think there's only like one or two that I didn't kiss. But everyone else wow. I dated two out of four of them. Yeah. Wow. Look at you go. Yep. And I liked a third one, but it was never gonna happen. So 
that's how it happens. Like you have a friend group and then you just date all of them. It's a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I you watch them all date each other. Mm-hmm. Or like I had like my freshman year of high school friend group was like two queer people. Mm-mm. We're all queer. Even the one that was like, she was like super uber conservative, has a girlfriend now. Yep. She is a lesbian. We all just like, I don't know what it is, but you like find each other. It's like a magnet, you know? You don't even try. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, did you know this about me? And it, it's like, no way, like me too. Nowadays, oh. when I meet someone, I just assume that there's some level of fruity. Yeah. I think yeah. people should have to come out as straight. <laughs> I mean, I think people should just not have to come out. I think that yeah. we should not, we should normalize not assuming people's sexualities at all. But like, yeah. I'm just going to assume everyone is gay and you have to tell me if you actually are straight. Yeah. That's on you. Oh my gosh, my parents are going to listen to this and they'll be like, okay, Lana, we get it. They'll <laughs> 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 be like, we get that you're gay. I came out in June. So like, okay, that's like a new thing, which is, it's going pretty well for me. So I'm glad, but it's, it's I a came new transition. I came out to my mom in high school. Oh, okay. And then I came up to my dad last July before I left to come to college. Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters, I also came out to my sophomore year of high school. Or I guess it was the summer between sophomore and junior year. But yeah. Katie, my oldest sister, always knew. <laughs> she yeah. asked me when I was in middle school, but I, I wasn't sure yet. But she was like, are you gay? Yeah, Which I was out of twice. You don't ask people if they're gay. Mm-hmm. But she's my sister. And it was just the two of us. So it wasn't like a... You know, yeah, it, it was fine for her to ask me. And I was like, I don't know what I am, but I know I'm not straight. Yeah. I've been outed. Mm-hmm. I've been. Oh, my gosh. This POS in school, he was like, I like you. And I was like, I'm dating someone and it's a woman. And then he decided to tell my cousin who went to school with me. And then my cousin told my family and my family was like, are you? And I was like, no, no, definitely not. I was, and it was my neighbor. (laughs) I had my cousin, no one heard him, but on Christmas, he was like, or I think my uncle heard him and thought he was joking, Mm -hmm. but my cousin knew, and my cousin, like, made some joke about me liking girls, like, on Christmas, like, as Mm -hmm. an insult in front of our whole family, and I wasn't out to my dad yet. Gosh, yeah. Or, like, my mom and my sisters knew, but not my dad, and not, like, my aunt and uncle, and my, like, grandmother. Yeah, we should make, like, a whole separate podcast about being queer right but like finn was forgiven and he here's the thing my mom accidentally outed me to my grandpa and i like forgave her for that because it was an accident yeah i mean i haven't seen my grandpa since it happened don't know how that's gonna go but like it wasn't like she did it with malicious intent no finn outed santana with malicious intent to get back at her because he was mad at her and that deserved more than just singing a song and then everyone being like, yay. And then she'd be like, yeah, I forgive you. You're fine. I would know. I have like I had someone who outed me and I do not forgive them. Mm-mm. I still have a grudge against this man. No, I have a grudge against it was this girl I did theater with mm-hmm. um, who knew I was queer, but not a lot of the people I did theater with at the time knew. And we were like all getting dinner together. And she was like, I only know, like, two gay people, Tessa and this other person. And I was like, dude. And then it's not your business. we got in a whole argument because she outed someone else in a group chat. And I was like, don't tell people other people's sexualities. Like, that's not okay. And she was like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, well, you're straight. 
So mm-hmm. you don't get to dictate if that is a big deal or not. Yeah. Well, you don't know people's environment. So like if they're in an unsafe environment to come out. Yeah. Like Santana. Santana was not in a safe environment. No. She got like practically disowned by her grandmother. Yeah. And then there was the whole scene with Brittany being like, well, I guess we're not going to have you at the wedding. Yeah. So screw you. <laughs> Bye. But like... He got forgiven way too quickly for yeah. that one. I feel like grudges are okay. I agree. And they didn't do that with any of the characters. No. Which, like, forgiveness is great, but, like... Also, it like, takes time. Of all the Glee characters, you know who in character for that character would hold a grudge? Santana. You Duh. cannot tell me she would she would hold a grudge against Finn. Oh, she roundhouse so many people. Santana would have a grudge against, like, every single person in the Glee Club. Yeah. Well, she held a grudge against Rachel and then ended up living with her. But that's a... Oh God. That was a whole different thing. I don't... I'm, like, a New York storyline denier sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, that didn't happen. Like, there were some things where I was like, this is wonderful. But then I was like, mm. Like, I liked the fact that they kind of glorified it because I'm like, I want to live in New York. But now I'm like, they glorified it so much that now I'm terrified yeah. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I went to New York this summer. Mm-hmm. It's not like Glee. No. It's great. I loved it. I want to go back, like, now. Yeah. Like, let's go. But. Like, you can glorify it while living there, but they glorified it to a point where it's like, how did they get that apartment no size? No way like, would they have much? that apartment. Yeah. And for, like, they worked as servers, which is cool. But, like, there is no way they can afford that size of an apartment for just being servers. No. And being college students. Yeah. Being, a, like, here's the thing. I have a scholarship. My parents pay the rest of my tuition. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a co- they have a college fund for me. Even with all of that, it's still really expensive to be a college student. Yeah. And especially out of state. Oh, yeah. So I'm thankful enough to have, like... So I have, like, the Pell Grant, and I have, like, a couple of scholarships. But then I still, like, with FAFSA, too, I have that. But also, I still have, like, a tiny bit left. And so, like, sometimes I get help from my parents, which is wonderful. I love you guys. Um, But college is so much harder than anticipated. Yeah. So academically, I'm doing great. Financially, no. Mental health? <laughs> Mental health. Hmm. Also interesting. It's something. Yeah. It certainly exists. Yeah. Also that therapy is like not accessible. No. At oh, all. I need to text my therapist. Yeah. I told my mom I would do that. I need to get one. I have a psychiatrist, but like, you know. I had a psychiatrist, but I don't anymore. Yeah. It works for people and it doesn't work for people. Yeah. So. I was just couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. I'm thankful enough to be on... My parents' insurance. Same, but my, so. then they changed insurance, so my psychiatrist isn't covered by the new insurance. No. But I think my therapist is. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a copay still, but, like, it's significantly less. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. My meds are, like, $20 every time, and I'm like, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Being a college student is so expensive, and Glee... Did not represent that very well. No, they didn't. Which, granted, like, sure, things were, like, less expensive. But also, minimum wage was, like, I don't know what minimum wage was in New York in 2013. 
But like minimum wage was like at most maybe like ten dollars. I don't know. Ten doll hairs. Minimum wage in New York in twenty thirteen was at maximum because it was increased in December of 2013. Mm-hmm. So most of 2013, it was seven dollars and twenty five cents. Okay. And then in the end of 2018, it was increased to eight dollars. I think it was. Oh God, what year was it? Like 2016 that they were in New York. Yeah. So it was like eight. It was increased in 2014 to eight dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah, and like they were in school, so I'm sure they worked. Okay. 20 hours a in week? In December 2015, it was increased to $9. So it was $9. That's not a lot of money. No. How do they afford that apartment? There's no way. Like, they also and, like, split it up. And, like, all the nice foods they ate and, like, yeah, they ate getting coffee all the, all the time. Yeah. Blaine ate off, um, he lived off of cronuts. Yeah. I couldn't afford to live off of cronuts. Yeah, especially since it was like a bougie donut place. Yeah. Every single day. He was like, every single Even day. Even in I like cronuts Cedar City, not New York, because Cedar City is less expensive than New York. Yeah. I still could not afford to live off. Also, Blaine didn't work at the diner. No. Blaine didn't have a job. Like, what did he live off of? Like, did Kurt? his parents? He did go to a private school, so maybe his parents. Yeah, he could be a trust fund baby true but like still yeah which i mean it's also insane that blaine's parents let their junior in high school transfer out of his really expensive nice private school to be closer to his boyfriend yeah like what what was that hello like i don't know if you hate it if i had a kid who like went to a private school and like they hated it yeah i'd be like yeah we can talk about transferring you to a public school but also it's canon that there's like a significant drive between Dalton and McKinley. Mm-hmm. I would assume Blaine lived closer to Dalton. You'd think so. Which means he's now commuting to McKinley for his boyfriend, which I mean, it's for protection for him because he was getting severely bullied. But like that, I mean, Kurt ended up like transferring, but then they both transferred back. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The last thing that I think is important to talk about when it comes to Glee, going back to Rachel. Mm -hmm. She was very, very talented. She was not the most talented member of the Glee Club. Who was? I don't think that there was one, because they're good at different things. But Mm -hmm. I don't think she's more talented than Mercedes or Santana. Agreed. I think they're both vocally. I don't think she was more talented than Tina. They just have different voices yeah like Rachel's thing was she was like obviously she's musical theater and so she just she mixed belted everything yeah but some of those songs should not have been done in a musical theater style no and like you know I do think it's funny the trope of like her being obsessed with like Barbara Streisand (laughs) and funny girl and then ending up in real life being in funny girl yeah Although she should not have gotten that role. I don't know. She's because she's not Jewish. <sighs> You're right. Her dad is Jewish, but Judaism is passed down through the mother. Mm-hmm. So she's not Jewish. 
I feel like it slightly counts. <laughs> like, slightly. Well, and it's also the fact that, and she did, she's not the one who bullied Beanie Feldstein out of the job, but, like, a plus-size queer actress mm-hmm. was basically bullied out of the role. Yeah. But I do, like, Julia Benko. Julie Benko. I love Julie Benko. Oh, my God. She's incredible. She's so good. Hardcore triple threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So talented. But Mercedes was, like, very much pop. Yeah. Although she also, like, Amber Riley has an Olivier. Yeah. And Jen Ashkowitz has two Tony Awards for yes. producing, but still, like, she has in like, she's very, very good with theater. Yeah. They're both extremely underrated. Mercedes didn't get enough solos. No. And neither did Tina. Yeah. I think, well, and I think all of the characters of color were really mistreated, but I really firmly, strongly believe that the Asian characters were the most mistreated on Glee. Yeah. Also, do you remember the season where the Irish kid came in? Rory! Jesus kid came in. Joe! Yes. Yeah. Joe Hart. His parents were my neighbor. Yes, you told me that. That is like, that's my favorite thing to tell people. I'm like, yeah, they were my neighbor. Um, That's wild. I met his parents, and then every time he was over, I was always in PJs, so I was too scared to, like, meet him because I'm like, oh, my God, you were in Glee. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, like... I was terrified, and then one time my parents were like, they're going to be the parents that are listening because I have, like, two cents. But um, they were always like, oh, he's outside. Like, you should meet him. And I'm like, no, I'm scared. And then one time I was getting in the car, and he was outside, and I was like, hey. (laughs) And just, like, waved to him because I was like, I can't introduce myself to him. I can't do it because it's embarrassing. I understand. So an embarrassing moment. But, Yeah. I think he's doing, like, other stuff. I think he was in, oh, my gosh, what's that terrible movie with, do you know what's what I'm talking What's the about? actor's name? Samuel R. Larson. 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 Yes, Samuel Larson. He had see. two last names. After We Collided? Yes. And After? After. After. Oh, my God. After was terrible. All of them. They keep making new movies, but he was in After We Collided. Yeah. Well, there's two after and then after we collided the sequel, it looks like. Yeah. How did it get a sequel? I don't know. There's like four movies out now. That's crazy. It's stupid. But but yeah, fun little fact there. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I also, I think that, yeah. Here's also the thing is, Lee Michelle has a great voice. Mm-hmm. But she got so many solos that by, like, the end, when you're, like, binge-watching it, I would get kind of bored. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, it's another Rachel song. And they all sound the same. They all sound the same. Can mm-hmm. we hear Santana sing something, please? Yeah. Can or, Tina sing something, please? Yes. Or, like, at least, if you want Rachel Berry to sing, at least make her, like, change genres. And, like, I want to sing, I want to see her, like, sing jazz. I feel like, here's the thing. She was so cornered into the musical theater mm-hmm. sound but I feel like she's talented enough that she could do other things. Yeah. She just didn't. Easily. Even now. Oh, yeah. And even professionals still take voice lessons. But, like, voice lessons, they can teach you much more than just... That's what I'm learning right now. I'm learning all sorts of different genres. And, like... Yeah. I don't know. Musical like, theater's fun, but, like, also other things. Also, just learning how to sing from Lisa Caresimo means that you can suddenly do a million things with your voice that you could never do before. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for the rock section. Like, I'm going to do. Yeah. I've taken voice lessons since middle school. Mm-hmm. But I've, like, 
learned more about my voice. I love my voice teacher. She's great. She's one of my favorite people in like the whole world. She's my godmother. But like, um, I am learning in such a different way in college and different styles. Yes. It's so cool. So I had two different voice teachers. One of them was my stepmom, who, hello. <laughs> um, and she taught me how to mix from a young age because my break is really low. Mm. And I think, so now my mix is really strong. And so that's like my thing is mixing. But my voice teacher now, her name's Janine, is like a classically trained opera singer and has taught me that I can actually hit like pretty, pretty high notes. So yeah. pat myself on the back. But my yeah. My voice teacher is um my kind of my godmother. She was my confirmation sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was I'm Catholic. Um, and then so she just I now I call her my godmother. Um so cute. and she's a music therapist which is so cool. I wanted to do it for a long time because I saw her do it, but then I realized that I don't play any instruments, so I probably can't do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I want to write, but, like, beside the point, uh, so she literally uses music as, like, a form of therapy, which is so cool. Um, So I've, like, learned a lot about how to use music as therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she does... I've done a lot of, like, classical classical stuff with her. Yeah. Um, And then musical theater, primarily. Classical and musical theater. And classical is a good way to, like, actually start with, like, good technique. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I have pretty good technique from doing, yeah. like, all of the classical singing. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm getting there. I want to say I have good technique, but also I know I'm going to be corrected later. <laughs> I mean, same. So I have some, like, I have... I have good technique, but I also have a lot of learning to do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to Glee. I love how we keep, like... We really <laughs> do. I'm so sorry, Nate. I'm editing this. I'm so ADHD. But I'm also not sorry because he's used to this at this point. Taya and I were talking about Rory Gilmore's boyfriends and we went on like a five minute rant about Colin and Finn. Yeah. With us, it's like we rant about something and then we're like, oh my gosh, then then we we experienced this. Yeah. Which I mean is the entire thing of Glee. Of Glee. Because it is such like a universal theater kid. Yeah. Choir kid experience. Have you seen Smash? I love Smash. I think oh, that yeah. Glee and Smash, arguably, I think Smash is better. I'm so sorry, Glee. I love you. <laughs> I think that Smash is better just because it's, like, kind of more real, if that makes sense. I, I have a, a presentation because I have a lot of, like, I've done a lot of, like, presentation nights mm-hmm. of, like, characters from pop culture that I think are queer. And I think Ivy from Smash is a lesbian. I love her. Oh, my God. I love her. I feel like Derek is, like, a compet. I hate Derek. Yeah, I literally, in my presentation, I said, it says, fuck Derek Wills. All my homies hate Derek Wills. Yes. Ivy's a lesbian. Also, did you know that the, like, director-actor relationship actually happened with the show, and then they had to cancel it? Yeah. I think that's funny, but <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that they, like, honestly formed my idea of, like, I love theater, and this is what I want to go into. Yeah. Despite the drama. The drama. Despite yeah. the drama. I get that. Yeah. But Glee. They didn't oh. they gave me one tap. One tap. Yeah. I section. do love Glee though. Yeah. Well, also my my thing about Glee, and I feel like this is a good final thought, is that it's a really good show if mm-hmm. you don't take it too seriously. 
Yes. I think that the problem a lot of people have with Glee, I hear a lot of people like, oh, you like Glee? That show is like too outrageous. I'm like, I think you're watching it wrong. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in like a, oh, if you don't watch it the same way I do, you're watching it wrong. I mean that in a, you're not meant to take that show seriously. It was written as a satire and to be outrageous. Yeah. It's supposed to be ridiculous. And like, that's the entire point. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is that it's so stupid that it's good. Exactly. Obviously, there were certain moments Mm -hmm. where I was a little, this a little, this a little bit much for me. Yeah, I was like, you can remove that, but like you didn't. Like, why did why did we make Jenna Ashkowitz sing sing uh, Gangnam Style? I don't racism, know. but like, but that song didn't even it didn't belong in Glee. No, it like, didn't. They couldn't. But like, for the most part, Glee is actually other than like the things that haven't aged well and the problems with the representation, mm-hmm. a pretty well written show. Yeah, it's I think just it, that people take it too seriously and you cannot watch glee with the intention of taking it seriously or you're not going to enjoy yourself and for the time it was actually pretty good in comparison to what we had it provided revolutionary representation yes it was not perfect but nothing is true and i think that you can look at something and see the positives and the negatives and still enjoy it. You can enjoy the good things of Glee and recognize the incomparable representation for its time that it gave while also acknowledging the things that it got wrong. Yeah. And boy, are there things that it got wrong. Yeah. But I also don't understand, like, people who hate Glee. I don't get it because I'm like, there's so many, like, they're stupid and it's fun. Yeah. So It's like, just so entertaining. Enjoy it. Just have know? fun. Yeah. And the, they're all really talented performers. So even if you're not enjoying the plot lines, you're going to get some really, really entertaining performances out of it. Yeah. Plus the songs um, are so good. Like the acoustic pieces. My Glee playlist is like five hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I straight up, I think I have like a Glee playlist that's just all acoustic because Ooh. the acoustic breakdowns of certain songs are just, oh my gosh. That's my Glee playlist. <gasps> Valerie, it's amazing. It's so good. Shake it out, dude. It's like my favorite one. Wait, do you remember cough syrup? Cough syrup. And I love the original cough syrup. I think that they're like, but also I, d- I disagree with the cough syrup is better than the original. I think it's equal with the original. Yes. I l- some Glee covers I do think are better than the original, but I think that cough syrup, Glee version and original are like on equal footing with each other. Yeah, and both make me cry. So, and I, I mean, Darren Chris sings anything and I'm like, yeah. Also, not the not the boy next door. How did he Amazing. not get in? Like what? How? Also, how did <sighs> Rachel get in? I don't. She messed from up from botching so her bad. audition when Kurt didn't get in. Yeah, but which <sighs> I'm sure there's like, I'm sure that happened even with the BFA here. Yeah, but still. But but I digress. I don't know. Lee was and still is, I think. One of the greatest shows ever created. And I don't mean yeah. that. In, I'm being absolutely genuine. No, I totally I I think absolutely it agree. was fantastic. And obviously it had its flaws, but every single piece of media has its flaws. Yeah. If you have the chance, watch it. Watch Glee. Yeah. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Period. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening to Talk Nerd to Me. And thank you, Alana, for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. It was so fun to talk about Glee, my favorite show ever. Um, (laughs) Tune in next time to hear me talk about something else fun, geeky, nerdy. Um, And you'll find out what that is next week when you tune in to Talk Nerdy to Me. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.